0: okay are we in are we in i never know when to actually start talking ah look really? we got luke's prof in so early this is great stuff let me invite him up everybody live everybody logging in joining just waiting for everybody um, to get involved luke how we doing i'm good bro how not too bad thank you um so let me just introduce the segment real quick so today um is a section called ask somebody else it's an opportunity to ask somebody within the property space somebody with a lot of knowledge and experience all the questions you'd want to ask about a specific subject in property today we have luke from luke's properties on board have your weekend been good yeah good good relaxing chilled good good where, you, where, you, where are we getting you from today? Are we getting you from London or from Wales? I'm in London today, bro. Chilling, calm Sunday. Good stuff. Okay, so Luke's actually a friend of mine, like a real-life friend, not an internet friend or an Instagram friend or a clubhouse friend, or a real-life friend, so good to good to have him on board today. Um, I was excited to have this conversation. I'll do <coughs> like, what I know of your intro. Hopefully, it's better than the ones of people that I don't actually know, yeah. um, and then obviously you can explain yourself a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So, um, Luke's background was in football. Um, some other business, but decided at sort of in his early 30s that he wanted to get into property. Um, looking at various different ways to get into property, the initial um, first step into it was rent to rent. He's built up a rent to rent portfolio here and in um, in Wales. Um, started doing some BRRR um and has looked at, you know, creative strategies to also manage his portfolio during COVID. Um <laughs> I think one of the key reasons why I wanted to get you on today as well is a question I often get asked is for obviously we're initially based in London. Mm-hmm. Um and is because I know you've gone to an area that wasn't your niche, wasn't necessarily yeah. your base. Yeah. But looking at that was an area that you had the capital to invest in to get going earlier. But yeah, mm-hmm. go on, give us
1: give us an introduction of who you are. Well, oh yeah. Today. Basically I'm Luke. Um i own a property business and i'm also also a property investor as well so um yeah i wanted to get into rent to rent because low barrier to entry mm-hmm. um you can learn a business like that and by investing outside of london i can make my money work harder for me mm-hmm. so i can get more rent to rents on the go i can create a bit of an and when because well.
0: obviously not not everybody is familiar with the term rent to rent so okay if you could just explain it <coughs>
1: sure. <laughs> yeah sure so Rent-to-rent is basically when you rent a property from a landlord or landlady and you re-rent it out to your own tenants basically. And the margin is your profit in between. Um, you do it under the correct contracts um, and it can be a good acquisition strategy to get started in property.
0: And, and I know there's different types of rent-to-rent. So what what are you doing? Are you doing cool.
1: rent-to-HMO? <laughs> I'm so? doing, yeah, I'm doing rent-to-HMO. Mm-hmm. Um, my sort of niche sort of demographic for tenants that i chose was sort of professionals. So i know a lot of people do um students or other types of um tenants but we chose professionals because we just felt like the research that we done that was what was available to us and suited mm-hmm. to the products that was available in Newport which is where we invest. Mm-hmm. Which is North Wales or South Wales? It's South Wales yeah so it's um okay. it's about half an hour from Bristol. So if you go along the M4, it takes about two two hours, two and a half hours from London. Oh, that's not too bad. No, nah, it's good. It's good. Um, so, yeah, we we target sort of contractors. Um, I, I wanted to touch on that, really, because I feel like that's a bit of a niche for us. Um, contractors have been going the whole way through COVID as well, so they've sort of kept us going. But if I could speak about sort of our first deal and how that came about, then that would sort of open things up a bit better for us. So, yeah. Um, we were searching for months trying to find, um, a rent to rent initially in the beginning. Um, loads of phone calls, loads of emails to estate agents getting told no over and over again. Um, but then we stumbled across a ship management company that were in the area. Mm -hmm. Now the place that we approached, um, through through a letting agent, it was a five bed, um, sort of new build townhouse and, this particular set of contractors had come into the estate agents asking for this particular property because it was right next to where they were working. But we sort of beat them to it, so to speak. But through my relationship with with the letting agent, he sort of said, well, why don't you speak to them and maybe you could put them in, kind of thing. Mm. Now, they're based overseas, so they're based in Finland. Um, So they probably wouldn't have passed referencing because their company number of registration isn't registered here so i sort of done my due diligence and worked out that they are quite a big company um so long story short we took the place on on a friday i remember driving down there hands and knees cleaning me and my dad um, and my missus okay. and then a lot, a lot of people don't touch on the, you know the
0: when people say properties like hands off and yeah yeah i mean that there's
1: there's at the beginning it's very hands-on yeah yeah that's a good point so i see a lot of people talking on youtube mm-hmm. and all over the internet really about how it's hands-free and it's passive and it can be mm-hmm. and you can you can get to that point but i think initially in any business this goes for i think you should know what you're doing and you should learn every stage of the business before you yeah. start to delegate and pass things mm-hmm. on Cause particularly with rent-to-rent because mm.
0: rent-to-rent you have much lower you you're, a lot of the time people are doing rent-to-rent because the capital is a lot lower you have to protect your capital with your yeah. life almost because that's what you're using to do your next deal so i fully yeah. understand you You don't want to go on your first deal and necessarily pay the cleaners or pay someone no to the no you, you can't do it
1: yeah you've got to bootstrap it end of the day and like yeah. it's good to learn so you can then show someone later on down the line as we'll get to like when you mm. systemize things and you um, get employees in place and get some help, it's good to be able to tell people, right, this is what I've done, this this works, you know, and give people the systems for them to actually give them half a chance of actually being able to do the job that you was originally doing. Yeah. And then that allows you to then grow. Particularly if it's not, for a lot of people,
0: property may maybe something they want to get into and yeah. don't have the expertise. I think knowing yeah. stuff from the ground up, you know, you yeah. don't have to necessarily do everything, which no. is fair enough. Yeah, I, know, I, I saw pictures of me the other day doing the um, cutting the curtains from Ikea and ironing the strips yeah. on to yeah. get them ready for yeah. the first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Done, so you have, to do, you have to do everything. You have to the do the what you've up. got
1: to do end of the day. And, and is that, you still, that you still <laughs> got that property in your portfolio? Yeah, yeah. So that was our first deal through um, a letting agent. And then the reason I want to talk about it because it goes on to more deals. So those particular clients of ours, um, when when you start out, you're over-delivering. So you're doing whatever it takes, basically. You know, you're that. like, yeah, yeah. Um, so I remember we got the place ready over the weekend and then we drove back down to London. And my dad actually lives in Newport, South Wales as well. So we were going above and beyond in the beginning to, to please people, um, as you do when you're a bit naive and you're starting out. Yeah. So I remember he was sort of picking them well, up. I, I don't necessarily think that's even a bit naive. Like, you just want to make sure because it's, your yeah.
0: first deal is proof of concept yeah if you did that first deal and it ended up not making you money 100 percent, you could have not got to where you are now yeah. so i don't necessarily think it is naive i think at the beginning you've got to do everything you can do yeah. to make that a success to give yeah. you the impetus and also the cash flow mm. to go and repeat um the process yeah and that
1: first one is probably the most difficult one because it's yeah. um you're Obviously, fighting, fighting against the elements, but you're also fighting an intrinsic battle with yourself to understand yeah. that this is actually a real thing. Yeah, because you, cause you even, learn it. I want to almost take it back a little bit
0: because obviously, you've, talking of, you've spoken sorry, about your first deal, yeah. But from what, like, what was the time frame like? Do you know how many? Not exactly, but from you saying i want to start a rent to rent business or i mm. even want to get involved in property yeah from wanting to get involved in property how long until you realised this rent to rent is the roof route you wanted to go down initially um, and then from <laughs> wanting to do rent to rent how long
1: until you got your first deal like how, what what was the time frame so like? i would say sort of august 2017 was when i sort of made a decision that was my birthday's in august so that was a sort mm. of turning point for me and i thought right what's my next move where am i going from here i was in a bit yeah. of a lull in life i didn't Um, I needed something to get my teeth into and really run with so I looked at other strategies um, but that one to me just felt like it made sense for us so August 2017 was when I decided um, we incorporated the company in February 2018 so six months after that and then we got our first deal in April 2018 so from deciding I wanted to get into property to actually acquiring our first deal. It was eight months, something like that. Yeah. And, I and think that's, that's, that's eight, that's eight months, of, about. Yeah, not, that's eight months yeah. of work. That's not that's, just eight months of, no, uh, yeah, that's, when it comes in. That's eight months of driving up, you know, on the weekend, looking at places, trying to get deals, viewing, speaking to agents, getting told no, mm. you know, the amount of times I, I remember sitting in here calling agents and they're just telling me like, yeah, all right, mate, so we've heard it before kind of thing. Sometimes they're a bit, they're not too welcoming with the idea because they feel like yeah. you're treading on their toes. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they have most of the stock. Mm-hmm. So, especially um landlords, they tend to sort of go with the high street estate agents, don't they? Especially like the older ones, they, they feel more comfortable. with that personal service and they can see a shop and they feel like, yeah, that's yeah, that's more comfortable for me to leave my property with.
0: But I think... Obviously, doing that over that eight-month period, I'm sure mm. you began to work out the processes that you now implement now. Mm. As you mentioned as you've taken on the staff and more people yeah. to help with the business. Yeah. You wouldn't know what those processes are, ha- be able to help somebody like, yeah. if you've got an intern yeah. on objection exactly. handling, et cetera. Yeah. So you and have
1: to go through those steps. Yeah, and that's what I tell people. It's like the the lessons are in the failures, so to speak. So you kind of have to go through that process to, to really understand what you're doing. Um, yeah. But yeah, those those first tenants on that first deal, long story short, they've ended up because we've overdelivered delivered and we've given them such a good service, I'd say around a month to two months after that, they had more employees that were coming over from Finland mm-hmm. and it just kind of snowballed from there. So I think one thing that separates us from other operators is similar to the student model where they're getting tenants in and then it's like ten months of guaranteed or eleven months of guaranteed income and yeah. can, it's almost like a let and forget sort of scenario. Yeah. We were getting these chaps in and it's all under one contract. So I, I deal directly with their CEO mm-hmm. and he pays for their accommodation. And I put all five lads under one contract and then it's on to the next kind of thing. So that allowed us to, rather than going through five different ASTs, five mm-hmm. different referencing Um, paperwork, headache, five different personalities as well, because that's something else that can come with house shares when you're putting single individuals in. Um, We realized quite quickly, like after that first deal, this is a little niche for us. We could actually scale quite quickly like this. And I'm very aware of like time versus, you know, the time you're putting into something is very important. And like, you need to leverage it in the right way. You need to work smart rather than hard. So I think we were blessed in the sense where we learned that quite quick. And you know, by we furnished it and got the place ready over the weekend. Didn't spend that much; just soft furnishings and cleaned it up. And my dad, when I met them on the Monday, um, picked them up from the hotel that they were staying at, which is another, I think, entry point for us. Is that they were paying quite a lot of money in a hotel, which contractors yeah. do. Um, they do tend so, to stay in hotels. So that, and- in terms of your void period, you know that especially if you're
0: dealing with the CEO, they're trying yeah. to keep their costs down. Yeah, you can quickly acquire. Yeah, stock. exactly. And I think- finding that niche a lot yeah. of the time people you know we ignore these old sayings and they've been there for so long for a reason like if it's yeah. not broke why fix it yeah 100%. like if, if you realize that you're working with contractors and you're getting you know a good standard of tenant they're 100%. you know giving you demand that you can then go and make sure that you can um you know you can meet the supply of yeah, it, it works. We've had a couple of questions come in yeah, yeah. in, in regards to this topic. So, mm-hmm. someone wanted to know. Uh, Grants for family wanted to know what was your startup capital for your, you know, your first, <laughs> Not just for getting into
1: rent to rent. What did you have? Um, the start-up I capital? think initially, I think you know, if I think about our first deal, um, we negotiate things a little bit differently now because we've mm-hmm. learned and um, we negotiate sort of a deposit-free um, month or a rent-free period. So we only ever really start paying them one month's rent, whereas in the beginning we were paying two months. So I think the first deal was, I think, £1,300 rent, which I didn't argue at. I was like, yep, I'll take it kind of thing. Yeah. It wasn't like <laughs> a negotiation. Because it I said, yes, at that
0: point, you, you were biting the handle. Yeah,
1: exactly. It was eight months of, of, of hard work. And at that point, I just wanted my first deal to, to validate that it was real. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember speaking to you around that time and, you know, it, it was hard. It's difficult. And this is a, a topic that people don't mention a lot. It's that you've got to do a lot of free work in the beginning. Yeah. And you've got to really um, believe in, in, in what you're doing before you actually get to that first, that first stage. Um, but yeah, startup, I would say 1300 too much rent, 2600 six. bit of furnishings, soft furnishings. I'd say first deal. we probably spent around three, three and a half grand maybe yeah. four
0: max and what what's the um cash flow for that
1: door we so that see. that that property cash flows now net um 900 pounds oh, wow. per month um so you're looking at yeah payback period of about what yeah what, well four, four, five months pretty quick i mean that was when that was the light bulb moment for me when we drove up on the on the weekend we got it ready my dad picked them up on the from the hotel on the monday put them into the house check them in, show them how everything works and stuff. Um, and then on the Monday evening, I had full payment, I think, of five five grand or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that was like, okay, that this is a real thing now. So that was yeah. like the moment where I thought, all right, I'm not looking back now. This is... It's, it's, works. You've see, it's you've worked. You've seen now. Yeah. You, you've had a, yeah.
0: some startup capital. You've seen yeah. the money come in. Exactly. You've now seen it. And it's also... That proof of concept that I spoke about means that you can now go to confidence to another agent and not say, oh, "I'm thinking of doing this." It's like we yeah. already do this in your area. Yeah, you know, if you need a reference point, you've got an agent you can, who you're yeah, working yeah. alongside. That was one now. thing that
1: I used to do often. Like when I was approaching new clients, I would say, "Like here's a number of um, one of my other clients. Speak to them and see what yeah. we have done." It's like everything, everyone. When we're speaking when
0: we were speaking to builders, when we're speaking mm. to brokers, and anyone. And you're trying to build a team. So even if an yeah. agency is trying to decide what, you know, guaranteed rent company or rent-to-rent yeah. company to work with. It's, yeah. it's those personal recommendations. And if you yeah. said like at the beginning, which is why I said, although over and delivering at the yeah. time may not be sustainable for a business, in well, terms of your growth, initially, yeah. I'm sure those, you know, those positive experience.
1: Well, yeah, those things, those, th- those things, those things helped a lot. And um, moving on from that first, that first deal, so then we then secured another one with the same, group of tenants mm-hmm. um so that was two properties giving us a similar cash flow mm-hmm. um, and then i remember the ceo phoning me asking if we had anything it was a bit random in glasgow in scotland mm-hmm. and i was like well, that's uh it's quite far away bit bit, bit bit out yeah, of my uh, patch. yeah but me being me mm-hmm. i thought well there, there's got a, there might be an opportunity here somehow you know there might be an angle mm-hmm. um wasn't sure about driving all the way up to scotland and and cleaning up a HMO myself again, but got on the phone again as you do and you start phoning around and seeing what's available. Um, long story short with that one, I ended up sort of clicking with an estate agent up there and it made more sense to just place the lads. There was like seven lads up there Mm. working on a barge, like a ship management company. Um, and yeah, um, I placed them into, I think three or four flats, um, quite nice new build flats for a fee for a one-off fee almost like a relocation agent yeah, yeah. i was winging it at this point do you know what i mean they're asking me like what you know how much do you charge for this service I, i'm like i've got a run through business here like yeah. 150 quid 200 pound yeah. a person i don't know i don't know but yeah. made made a nice little drink off of that and then the relationship just sort of blossomed from there really um and now today, we actually—I'd say—that particular company they they rent about four to five houses from us. Yeah, so that's now coll- collectively that could
0: sort of be sort of twenty to thirty tenants.
1: Well, yeah, and these- and it's not thirty tenants; it's it's one CEO that I deal with, so it's yeah. one person. If there's ever any ever problems, which there very rarely is, but if there is, then it's only one person I have to speak to rather than thirty different individuals, yeah. um, which can create some issues like when you have lots of separate personalities, characters, it can be quite difficult
0: to manage. That's interesting. I think the way in which obviously you've managed to build the business, um, to deal with the objections, and even the example you gave of going above and beyond for the Scotland and the Scotland property, because yeah. I think what if he, what if people underestimate sometimes is if you don't solve that person's problems, exactly, you yeah. then no longer become their go-to. Mm. So, all it takes is that Scottish company they deal with could actually happen to have a co- like you know a sister company in yeah. South Wales, for example, yeah. and then you lose that relationship. Yeah. So I think a lot of the time, particularly starting out, yeah. I think you know we, we've touched on going above and beyond, but a lot of mm. the time, I think that's really key. Mm. Um, and I think that's that's Obviously, you you're fortunate enough that you had a um, relationship with somebody in you know an area that you wanted to focus on in terms of yeah. um, in terms of wells yeah but how have you found like what processes have you put in place or what would you advise somebody is potentially because we're going to go on to obviously invest in actually mm. buying in that area yeah just investing in or building a business in an area that's not your hub what kind of from your experience could you offer as um, advice
1: i think you have to really do your research So you have to understand the area so i know they say that a lot and it's a bit cliche but you have to understand the supply and the demand. You have to understand what's available on the market. You have to understand where your product and service fits in line with, with the marketplace. Um, yeah. Systemizing, you're gonna need, you know, you will need boots on the ground, so to speak. So you will need like a local handyman. You will need, mm. you know, your cleaner, your housekeeper. And did you build that team very early on in terms of trial and
0: error?
1: I had to do a lot of trial and error. A lot of trial and error. I've had um, people that have come on that haven't been up to the standard. And Mm -hmm. I I can be, I think you can probably relate to this also. Like when you're an entrepreneur, so to speak, you can become a bit of a control freak in a sense where like you want to control everything and it has to be done to a certain standard. Otherwise, you're not happy. It can create anxiety. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. It's like it has to be done to a certain standard. But in actual fact, as I've grown and matured and as the business has matured, you actually have to sort of sack yourself as quick as possible, almost, yeah. so to speak. And you have to actually get people in that are going to do the job that you were doing probably better than you. 100%. Because if, if you're the best at everything
0: in your business, yeah, the, the ability of your business to grow stops mm. at you. Your business can't grow beyond you as an entity. Yeah. So you have to get people in for those different areas to make sure that they're better than you, that they can actually advise you if you yeah. want to grow to be able 100%. to move the business to move the business forward. Yeah. I to just double check. I struggle to read these out as start listening? Um so I just have a look at this as a question um, that's come through. Yeah. Um, what kind of advice would you give to somebody that wants to start um, <clears throat> that type of investment in the future?
1: Um, I would say do your research. Research your target area. Yeah. Um, do your due diligence. Really do your due diligence though. So go on Spare Room, look at type in a postcode, look at the demand, look at um, your competition, which is important. So look at other operators in the area see what the level of rooms they're providing are um and yeah just just work out where you fit in the marketplace you know you, you can go high end and you can spend however much or you can you don't have to do that you know in newport it's a lot of old buildings you've got like old sort of guest house type buildings um they're old tired buildings so the space is there, they're big rooms, the floor space is good. But if you can be creative and save yourself money initially on the setup costs, it just means you're going to get your money back quicker and you can still bring a quality product to the marketplace without necessarily spending tens of thousands of pounds. So my advice, you've you've understood your market from your initial, initial research. Yeah. And then when you, you know, you get, you get your first one and then that gives you a picture of where you're at. And then you sort of, you sort of go from there. Um, but, yeah, my advice to someone would be understanding your marketplace, understanding the supply and demand, um, building relationships. It's another one that's key. You have to obviously speak with letting agents, speak with estate agents without treading on their toes. But you also you need to create some sort of rapport where yeah. explain when things your value, come up. Your yeah, value when, proposition and yeah, how you can add value yeah, as opposed to yeah, how you can be. Yeah, like going back to the first deal, um, that, that was from quite a big, a large estate agents in, in South Wales. And they, you have to proposition it so that everyone's winning. It has to be a win-win for all parties involved. That's that's the key to business, isn't it? It has to work for people. You can't just have it all your way, and and equally, it can't be all their way. Otherwise, you're not going to really provide a quality service. So, yeah, create a win-win, um, and just just be brave. Just just don't don't be fearful. You're going to get told no. You're going to get. You know the phone's going to get hung up on you. You're going to get told that we don't offer that. Sorry, mate, and stuff. And you just got to get on with it. Bust yourself off and yeah, we'll go they'll,
0: again. Don't be afraid to ask why as well a lot of the time. Yeah, offer yeah. That, why,
1: as opposed to just like okay and and hide away from it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I've, yeah. Had, I've had many no's, many many no's, and I, I've I've been on the phone many times asking, well, why? Mm. And um, quite often it's you'll have a young sort of letting agent on the phone, and he'll have a, a superior managing director or whatever who just barely even you know you might say oh someone's on the phone asking for this and someone might just look over from the other side of the office and say nah, nah that's that's all headache we just want to let the, let the place and manage it but when i go going back to creating a win-win those estate agents they managed well they did manage those properties that we took on initially so they're making 10% or 15% per month ba- anyway without any headache because without any are in the guaranteed rent Without which any i think headache. is a
0: proposition people miss out
1: sometimes yeah yeah and obviously like they don't really do that much for that. Mm. Um I'm not going to like throw any estate agents under the bus, but but at the end you, of the day, if you can still
0: make your money with them making their ten percent, and yeah. because don't get me wrong, like you could, some people ah, like, oh, but I can cut them out and I can whatever, but then yeah, you've gone back and done loads of deals
1: through them. So I think it yeah. is about operating with integrity, it making is, sure it is, it is, it is, and I have actually. It's funny you say cutting them out because as time, our area. To the to the letting agents and i think that's what's allowed the landlords to think well i'd rather just you know i'd rather go with this guy guy who turns up and he's the guy who's always fixing fixing yeah. things he's the one who's actually found the tenants you know
0: yeah
1: um so as time's gone on those properties where we might have been paying a little bit too much for in the beginning the landlords have managed to decided to work with us
0: direct yeah and yeah just and we work we work out directly out what, with each other now i think to go go back to this question um in terms of mm. the way you started out because i think it's it's quite interesting obviously given given our relationship and i, I yes. hope you don't mind us going, going back in time a little bit but nah go back go back luke's, bro luke's obviously we've not even this was a long time before any property by kazzy but i obviously been doing property for a long time before you know joining internet world which we're also going to touch on um and you, you've messaged me you've hit me up and you've said like oh bro like, i kind of want to get into property so yeah. we've we've met up because you know i mean you always give give people give people an say i'll oh, do x y or z but i think in terms of how would you get started like no one's going to give it to you on a plate so whether it's yeah. those knows an objection handling 100 or no one's going to give you a magic book that's going to so There's no magic make book. you make you ready for property like make you ready to just start a business tomorrow so i think yeah. you phoned me and said oh, i want to get you know and so i said ah oh, do you know what i kind of fobbed you off a little bit like oh like go well on this, go on, i think it was, was on,
1: wise said, what you i think it was wise what I you said, did like, because
0: at this stage go on youtube watch this <laughs> listen to that read this read <laughs> x y or z spoke to just and just said and then yeah. but then you've come back to me in like a couple of weeks time It's like yeah i've yeah. read all of that I've been on YouTube, I've seen all of this. What now? That. Like, what's next? I'll be like, all right, like, well, I do rent to rent. This is like my strategy. Mm. Here's like a brochure that I use to pitch to landlords mm. so you can kind of build a strategy around that. Mm. And then same thing. Now it's not two weeks later, it's two days later. you come back to yeah. me like, like, I've read the brochure, these are my notes. Like, what about this? What mm. do we do here? What do we do mm. there? And I mm. think in terms of answering that question about what advice you'd give to somebody who wants to start up, yeah. You've really got to be proactive, whether that's with your day to day attitudes, with yeah. getting up early, with getting, you know what I mean, staying healthy, like mind, body, yeah. and soul, and yeah. everything, whether that's asking the right questions, networking with the right people, mm. um, or just doing the right research. It's not yeah. going to come easy. It's not overnight. There's no, if somebody goes online and sells you a course and says, buy this course and you'll be a property millionaire overnight, like you've got to be a bit concerned. You should have probably bought the magic beans. 100%. Is, 100%. Uh, I think that's, that's, spot that's on. That's one that's one thing with that. But I think also the other side of that is from obviously the space that you're in, like I said, I mentioned you played football. Um yeah. and I think football growing up, like whether it's football, music, the arts, like those industries where there isn't not everybody makes it. So there is that mm. period where you say Hardly yeah. anyone makes it. Yeah. Like where um where where do I go from here if I've mm. not necessarily got to where I want to or yeah. there's a turning point and my football career's changed. Yeah. Um
1: how did you find that transition of, you know, one to um, the other? I don't know. I feel like you do yeah. learn a lot of skills when you're when you're playing for playing football. Um transferable skills that you can transfer into business. Um working together in a sort of a team towards a common goal. Mm-hmm. Um delayed gratification. So, you know, you might have to play 40 games before you win a league. Or... Yeah. So I've always kind of had that concept of, you know, I don't mind putting the work in as long as I'm going to be rewarded later on down the line. I- I'm fine with that. A lot of the questions and messages that I get from people younger than us, yeah. it's like... I need it or now, to be now, fair now, now. or
0: even older than us
1: or older than excited. us yeah. or older than us but I, I just think um yeah they seem to want everything yesterday and it's like it's a culture that I, I just don't really think that's the way things kind of work there isn't really any overnight success and if you do have overnight success you've got to kind of ask yourself is that the type of success you want because the lessons are in the journey yeah and is it
0: sustainable as well A lot. is of it time? sustainable it might have been like it's that it's that kind of concept of the, the viral easy come moment, easy
1: go yeah
0: also links you on nicely to your content i've seen recently obviously through your page you've put out a lot of you put out a lot more advice for yeah. people that are wanting to get into property or people yeah. that may be looking to change their life or just you just invite questions how have you yeah. found one, like, what, what are you hoping to get out of the type of content you put out? And two, how have you found actually being on the <laughs> Because
1: it can be a strange um, place. It's a strange place. I'm, I'm, I must say I'm enjoying <laughs> this now because I'm speaking to an actual person yeah. rather than just speaking to a phone that's just yeah. uh, not really re- responding back to me much. So that's, that's, um, that's one thing. But Instagram putting questions out, I feel like it, it feels good to help people and it's it's also keeping it fresh in my brain it's almost like a time log of of how the journey has been i've got my instagram up now on my laptop and it's just it keeps things in order and it reminds me and it sort of shows me the journey because i don't know if you can relate to this but when you're in amongst it you can sometimes forget to sort of pat yourself on the back or even just step back and realize i've actually come quite a long way you, you, um, you don't
0: you don't realize the milestones because you don't realize in the in milestone. That you it, can't it, you, look you back. You just
1: keep going and going. And for me, it's always you know, what's next? What's next? Can I scale? How do I get bigger? What you know, more houses, more rent-to-rents. But you know, I, I'm sort of starting to learn now that it's um, things will things will happen when they happen. And if you remain to be inconsistent, um, deals come and go. You know, mm-hmm. and that's another thing that I've learned to do is actually say no sometimes. Like I got offered, a, I got offered a four-bed HMO the other day, um, and I had to turn it down just because they only had one bathroom between four. Mm-hmm. And I probably could have made three, three hundred quid, four hundred quid off of it maybe per month, but that wouldn't really been worth my time. Mm-hmm. As because as we're going to go on to, I'm now looking at investing, and I'm aware there's only a certain amount of hours in a day, so. I want to spend my time doing high value tasks rather than sort of low yeah. value okay. tasks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And one thing I've learned through the HMOs is that the larger they are, the more of an economy of scale you have and, and they just perform better. So six bedrooms and above is sort of our minimum now in terms of what we take on just because they just work better. Um, in a nutshell, really, they, they have more cash flow if you have one or two rooms empty for a week or so, you're still making money. You know, with, with four beds, it tends to sort of be... Um, the margin. Your, your, your exposure is a bit... The, like, is it? Yeah, the margin isn't, goes, yeah and the margin, isn't really the margin isn't really there. The margin isn't really there. In Newport, you know, like a single let would rent for 600 quid, say, for example.
0: Mm.
1: But because um, there's Article 4 in Newport, which is a legislation by the council that obviously you probably know this, um, but it, it limits the amount of HMOs that can be in the area. With a cap. So, yeah, there's a cap on it, which in Newport, there's around 350 to 400. Mm-hmm. So that's all we've got to work with. So on one hand, it's good because you've got your ideal customer base there on the HMO register. But in another hand, it says only limited supply. Yeah, nothing.
0: That's all, all very interesting. And obviously, we've seen now, I think obviously we've spoken a lot. I'm just conscious of time. We've spoken a lot yeah, about Yeah, we're flying. We're going to have to do another one, you know? Yeah, no, I'll get you back on. no worries uh, Get, you get back me back on, on. When you're taking over the. you're going up to Norfolk, taking over the other side as Come well. Come on, man. Come on. um But yes, yeah, so obviously, we've spoken a lot about your journey at the beginning, how you started out, which I think is actually the most important part because yeah. it's, it's getting going. Once you get going and you've got that momentum, it's just cracking on and it's onto the next, exactly. onto the next. And obviously, you built a rent to rent portfolio. Yeah. There's cash flowing well now. Yeah. Starting to build build cash flow and retain capital. And I know your next steps um has been to start actually to invest in. Yeah. So investing in, in, in the area that you're focusing yeah. on that you said you've learned a lot more yeah. about, you've built industry expertise. And I know so I know from my understanding you also you, you do investments and then yeah. you also potentially work with investors that maybe yeah. don't have the capital to invest in London <coughs> but have enough to do a deal in yeah. North Northport. Um So was it Newport? Newport, Newport. Newport, that's it. Yeah. Um. So Newport, and speak to me about. Speak to me about. I know maybe your most recent deal, and how you also work
1: with investors to help them. So, so we've got. So within the business, we've got Luke's Properties, which is the brand. Um, that is a one-stop shop for property investors. Basically, if you want to build a portfolio, we can service you by sourcing a property for you. We can project manage the refurbishment if need be. And then we can also let them manage the property at the end of the process. So it's like a one-stop shop, basically. Um, and it's it's a hands-off way for people who, like you said, in London or other areas who might have some money saved, um, but they don't think it's enough necessarily to invest in London. Yeah. Then, you know, it's, it's, it's a place that people can come and build their portfolio sort of simultaneously with us. As I'm building mine, yeah. Because I'd like, obviously
0: if you're doing it for yourself, at the end of the day, like, yeah. Whether it's like in uh, where you're based or me in London, we only have a certain amount of capital, but we're seeing yeah. deals all the time. So I saw a post recently where you explained, that, you know, what if somebody has, you know, I think it was it was seventy-five thousand. Yeah. You know, identified a property that was forty-nine thousand. Yeah. Needed a tenk yeah. refurb. Um, mm. And then potentially would have a revaluation at eighty five thousand. I don't want to do yeah. the exact numbers, but obviously you could potentially do that, um, refinance
1: that, and get almost all of the investors' money. Yeah. Out well, I can then... give you the exact numbers if you want them. Go give you the numbers. <laughs> well, it's 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 one that we purchased ourselves. So um, back in November, we purchased a three bed and terrace house for fifty one thousand mm. um, pounds. Other properties that have been done up and modernised on that street have sold for ninety k. Yeah. Um so there's already quite a bit of meat on the bone already um we plan on spending around twenty thousand pounds on that to, to refurbish it and add some value um where we can so um we hope that that will revalue for around 90 grand although when you look at the market now sort of comparable properties within the same postcode are revalued for a hundred thousand ninety-five, but we're being reserved of our numbers just because. Yeah, that's something that you should always do. Yeah, you, always sure. that as well. we're, we're, you should we're always we're... leave a little buffer. Yeah,
0: because it's worst case scenario. You're saying you get all your money out. Best case, you get
1: money out and then something. Yeah, I mean that's 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 something that I actually think may happen, but I'm still being reserved of it, and I'm, I've still got in my spreadsheet. It's it's ninety thousand pounds that the revalue will be. So you put in buy for purchase for fifty. You spend twenty doing it up. And then six months' time, you get a buy-to-let mortgage on it, and then the buy-to-let gives you seventy-five percent of the new value. So with ninety thousand pounds, something like sixty-seven thousand five hundred. And if you've only put in seventy grand, then yeah, you basically so bought a house for two and a half grand. Got two and a half grand, and what if the the rental income? What were you, what would you? The say rent The rentals. Rent so the rents have have shot up in Wales. Um, originally, sort of those houses in the valleys, they would be. They would rent for around four fifty, that sort of price. But the market's changed a lot. I mean, we've sourced properties in the same area, and then I rent my management company. I've, I've let them, let them for around six hundred pounds. So the rent is strong there. The rental demand.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, so even if you said if you were making two fifty after paying after yeah. paying the mortgage, your payback yeah. period still a maximum of ten months. And then well, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a good deal. Yeah. For, the, for those, obviously, a lot of people reach out to me potentially to say that they have forty thousand, fifty, sixty, seventy, mm. eighty thousand. Um, we see Luke's properties would be a good place to reach out to potentially to look to build a portfolio, um, particularly as rents are going up, property prices are going up. Mm. Um, potentially use that money because what you can do is if you can use that one pot of money to build multiple. To build a portfolio of multiple properties, particularly when you benefit from the rental income, having a good
1: management company in place, and the capital gains, it sounds. It's something that maybe someone wouldn't consider without having the boots on the ground, but that's what Luke Properties is there for. It's it's to compensate for that missing piece to your jigsaw. So you might have the money, but not have the boots on the ground or people in the area or your investment area that you've chosen. So it is a one-stop shop to take that away from someone and they can literally buy you know with that type of deal you could potentially get two of those a year yeah. using the same pot of money mm-hmm. so as i'm buying mine i'm seeing other houses that are boarded up and i'm putting leaflets through the door i'm trying to speak mm-hmm. to owners i'm going on land registry so we come across quite a lot of deals similar yeah. to the ones that i purchased for myself so so similar i've got like a strategy that i do and it's like
0: a, because i do it in london it's like a lot higher mm-hmm. entry so it's mm. like a half a million strategy, but it's a long term investment. Yeah. Obviously, imagine you said like hundred thousand pounds. You invest in yeah. it with you for five years. But yeah. over that time, you buy, you know, anywhere, say fifteen properties, all of a sudden that hundred thousand pounds is now worth one point five million plus yeah. worth of assets yeah. with a load of equity in and you get your hundred so it's I understand the model, now it works really well. <clears throat> it's a no brainer, really, if you consider what people are getting
1: in the banks. You know, yeah, like no, definitely.
0: To, I mean, uh, we've got uh, Alfred who's going to be on in a couple of weeks. Alfred, yeah. um, he's always he's always shouting about the yeah. dead money, the dead money uh, in the banks. Yeah, I think I followed him on Instagram. I think. I yeah, think. no, because doing a lot of stuff in Coventry, I always. Yeah, think. yeah, that's what yeah. I've he's, seen he, his stuff. He, 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 he seems like up, a good yeah. lad. Yeah, no, he's got some good stuff. That sounds, it sounds good. Okay, so we've got a couple of questions. Again, they might not all be directed to you exactly, um, mm. but we're going to do almost like a little quick fire round. So Throw them in, there. bro. Throw them in. Um, so I'll just ping them up on the screen, and you give us a, a quick 30-second like, answer. Ooh.
1: So, okay. Tips on finding BMV properties. Um, I know it sounds a little bit basic, but you can find them on RightMove um people say they're not on there but i mean you can find them they are some sometimes things are right under people's noses often when you see cash only offers things like that um that is going to be a below market value deal Mm. um you're going to be able to probably you're going to have to spend 20 to 30 grand on it Mm. but it's still below market value at that price and, and there's room to negotiate yeah and i think just to add to that obviously the
0: below market value or below the value the value is what it's worth. Um, mm. So if you can see something that other people have missed, then yeah. you're adding value instantly. That's so a key point. Yeah. If, if you know you, you spoke about those HMOS and stuff, if you can see how you could turn that into a really, you know, a product that could yeah. rent roll really well, you're yeah. adding that value instantly. So it's below market value because of potential that you see. Yeah. Yeah. It's often, yet. often that's yeah. what it
1: is—is seeing what other people don't, isn't it?
0: Um, so how long do you rent the rooms for? also uh, when looking for a new tenant do you tend to be out of pocket so i guess this is yeah in terms of your contract durations and also how have you
1: dealt with void periods um as i said like probably 50 60% of the portfolio is almost a let and forget situation where the chaps are in there they're under one contract um they all work for the same company um but the, the few house shares that we have done how do you deal with void periods well you just you just be proactive you know, and it's about communication at the end of the day. I mean, you should have something set up in place where your tenants are communicating with you, and if they're going to leave, then you just get on the phone, you, you market aggressively, and you fill that space as quick as possible. Um, so, yeah, you just have to be proactive, and communication, knowing someone's going to leave in advance, and then marketing your product, I'd always say, I mean, we leave our adverts up on spare room most of the year just because even when our rooms are filled, just because we want to catch the traffic that's coming in. I mean, the amount of times I've just left ads up and had phone calls from people that have gone on to be long-term clients of ours mm-hmm. just by having your, your net in the, in the sea, so to speak, to catch the fish. let right.
0: right, see what else we got. Um, so how much do you charge for project management of a refo project and then to manage them?
1: Uh, it's 10% project management. Um, and then ongoing from there depending on what it is. So if it's a HMO, we would charge around fifteen percent management for that just because there are more costs and time involved. Yeah. Um, if it was a single let then obviously we would just charge the the ten percent okay management. And I guess also the other side of it, if you're if you're sourcing a deal potentially
0: mm. there'd also be a fee for the sourcing of yeah, the deal. Yeah of course, itself, yeah, yeah, yeah. But That's we can
1: right. we can talk about that. Like we, I like to <laughs> I, I like to speak to people on the phone and, and actually have a conversation first. There's no point me sort of saying this is my fee that's my fee i, I personally don't work with anyone that I, I i can't really they need to be like-minded yeah and I, I like them to understand where their money is going as well I, i'm not just trying to take money from people i don't need it
0: yeah and so,
1: also it comes down to i think when, when looking at fees it comes down to um
0: like if, I, if i'm giving you a deal with 50 grand below market value my fee is yeah. probably going
1: to be a lot higher than if i'm giving you a deal at market. well value. yeah yeah a hundred percent and 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 the same with if it's a single let or if it's a buy, refurbish, refinance deal. Um, if it's an HMO, obviously the fee's going to be a bit more because they're more expensive. It's, it's more time to go and find. I've got to then go and send someone to go and do however many viewings to find the HMO. I've had quite a few messages from ex-colleagues of mine, football boys, and they just want, obviously, HMOs because they see it on YouTube, the high cash flow in strategies, and they just want 10 or 20 of them. Um, yeah. And I'm like, well it's easier said than done i have to now go and find these hmos and there's limited supply so join the list and um yeah. the deal will come through soon that's good um so another
0: question i work fully remotely and i want to buy a really cheap simple place simple place to live in instead of playing paying rent um where should i look and i think that extended to wales sheffield can see the rest of the question but i think it's i work fully different. remotely
1: i want to buy a really cheap simple place to live in and instead of paying rent where should i well that's a bit of a loaded question i um, guess yeah it's
0: it's kind of where but i guess obviously in your mind it would be wells because it's an area that you
1: know yeah got, and i've got, got contacts there yeah. and my dad lives there yeah. and it's familiar territory for me i've heard that the north is quite good i've heard that Nottingham and Derby, places like that are good. Um, Anywhere where you can get a good yield, a good return on your cash employed. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, up north or to the west west is what I would suggest. Uh, uh, Got a question from T Cozy. What is a HMO? A house in multiple occupation. So, Mm -hmm. a shared house, basically. Um, A residential is a normal house. And then you have a multi-let, which is a HMO, so... I'd answered your question too cozy all nice.
0: right um so i think just quickly before before we go where where's like where's the vision obviously you've spoken about that you started to obviously buy properties and do your own brr build a portfolio yeah, yeah. you're working yeah. um with investors like you said like you've got a good contact base from your time in football is, yeah. is that like where does your passion lie are you trying to grow your own portfolio or are you trying to um, work with, with clients <clears throat> i'm trying to do i'm trying
1: to i'm trying to i'm trying to do both um i'm obviously trying to scale my own portfolio Mm -hmm. but i'm also happy to service people at the same time and and, and build theirs as well because i feel that it's something we should all be doing yeah you know we should all be understanding financial literacy we should all be understanding how to invest we should we should be investing our money rather than spending it on frivolous things um but that's just that's my opinion I, i i always think sort of 10, five, 10 years down the line, however long I'm I'm trying to build legacy. So I always look into the future. I don't need for much. I can quite happily draw a modest wage from the company and live within my means um, and build, build the business. So where do I see things going? Aggressively scaling my own portfolio um, whilst helping other investors build theirs from scratch um, or investors that already have a portfolio of properties and want to just add to it. Do Maybe think diversify. You would,
0: do you think you would do any mentorship? Because I've seen, obviously, you've put a lot of information
1: for yeah. beginners
0: and um, for people starting out. Or would you um, just like to share your journey? I
1: like I like to share. I haven't got anything set up. I know one of the uh, chaps you had on one of the other weeks, is it Tej? he's got Tej, a lot of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he's got a lot of um, earn and learn, kind of. And I think it's great, but I, I don't really do anything that I haven't got a huge, huge passion in. Um, like I love property do you know what I mean I I get up every day I enjoy it it's something that I like I like the moving parts I like the design element of it Um, I enjoy it so would I do mentorship I I would in the future maybe but it would have to be it would have to be under the right sort of situation I I want to mentor people that are already helping themselves if that makes sense and and we've had that conversation haven't we I think I get a lot of messages
0: pre-qualified mentorship yeah yeah
1: Similar to what you've done with me, you know, like, like when you speak, time is very valuable. So when you offer someone your expertise, you want to know that they're going to put them to action yeah, and actually go and do it. You know, you get a lot of people asking questions, but are they going to have the, the, the courage and, and, and the minerals to actually go and take action and do it and get told no a million times and, you know, lose out on many deals before they get their one deal? Yeah. So in answer to your question, am I going to do mentorship? Not sure. We'll see. We'll see in the future. I do enjoy it though. I do enjoy talking and helping people when they do ask me messages and questions. Yeah. I like it. So
0: maybe like mentorship, maybe like mentorship, big portfolio, big portfolio, rent to rent business, big rent to rent business. Work with work with investors. Work with all of the the, the England team, basically. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> basically bridge bridge the gap. That's bridge good. the gap. That's good. So I think that's, that's the good. plan. That's potentially a good place to wrap up. So again, tell people where they can find you, what services you can offer, like plug yourself right now.
1: Yeah, sure. So um, if you're interested in investing, then you'd head over to lukesproperties.com. You can download our brochure and have a look and get more of an in-depth view of what we do and the services we provide. If you're an existing landlord um, and you want your property managed or you need to find a tenant, then we also offer lettings and management services. So that would be over at irentproperties.co.uk um send us an email over there and someone will get back to you shortly and um yeah i'm on most platforms but predominantly on instagram is where you'll find me so if you're interested in property you just want to have a chat then just drop me a message on instagram and i'll happily respond and we can book in like a consultation call and we can have a chat and go from there
0: Yeah, no i think i think that's very good i think so if if you're not already make sure you're following luke's properties make sure you're following yeah yeah follow all of those pages um and again for all the people that have messaged me or are going to see this maybe slightly down the line um Mm. that have maybe not the capital to invest in london but do want to start moving straight away i definitely think it would be a really good opportunity to engage with luke to see what potential services he could offer to help build you know portfolio at this stage um so again this has been the hmo slash brr slash rent to rent slash investing outside of london episode we've got to do another episode With,
1: really because yeah but, there's, there's, there's a lot more
0: yeah no definitely i think from a journey perspective there's a lot more we didn't really go into a lot of your latter stage you spoke a lot about the beginning but i think mm. my, my audience a lot of them are at early stages and I yeah you'll add a lot more value speaking about the struggles as opposed yeah. to the wins, because the wins are great. But the wins are great. The wins all over Instagram. The wins are everywhere. Everybody yeah. win on Instagram. So I mean, yeah. an honest conversation. How can everyone win? I would love everyone to win, but it's, mm. you know I mean? It's, can everybody mm. win all of the time? Mm. Um, so that's, yeah, no, we definitely will get you back in. Um got a couple of in and get you in after that. I'm going to be back, same time, same place next week for another episode of Ask um, Someone Else next week i've got the lawyer episode so i'm going to be with the property lawyer so i think that's a really good one if you have any questions around auction purchases um, just general information with solicitors and the, pro- uh, the process of buying a property so make sure you get that saved um, this will also go on the youtube and on the Instagram, So if you're catching the end of this i'll re-upload it but yeah, everyone enjoy the rest of your sunday Luke, thank you very much for coming in. No problem, my brother. Speak Thanks for having me on. Adam, take, take care. care. See you later, everyone. Cool.